going to do a little. Welcome to another episode of the Limitless Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Smith, and joined with me today is Kenzie Grace. Kenzie, welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate you for having me, Kyle. Uh, super excited to be here. Congrats on the podcast. I can't wait to listen to all your um, podcasts that you have coming up. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Thank you. So for the folks, tell us about yourself. Okay. Tell me, I mean, tell me, tell you about me. I think the first thing that's important to know, you can find me on Instagram, akenzie.gracefit. <laughs> and nice. every actually social media platform, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook's Mackenzie Grace. if you want to check me out after this podcast. But a little bit about me um, on the business professional side of things is I am um, a online fitness coach. I help women lose 5 to 15 pounds, regain their confidence, get their energy back uh, without restriction. That's the biggest thing that I want to note here is, is I really pride myself on and our program on fitness fitting into your life. A lot of women come into the program feeling really restricted, low calorie diets, not being able to enjoy their food and spending hours in the gym. And the biggest thing for me over my seven years of my fitness journey and, and what got me into fitness was that it was such a, a, a relief and it wasn't such a restriction. And I was able to do a lot of things, enjoy a lot of things that I did enjoy um, without feeling like I couldn't couldn't do both. You know, I couldn't, I didn't have to be super strict, but I didn't have to be totally like a uh, out of whack so um that's my program that's a little bit about me professionally outside of the professional side of things outside of being an online fitness coach and coaching women um i really love to travel i just got back from three months of traveling with my boyfriend um escaped the winter here in canada which i um come back to a minus 15 <laughs> and i'm like wow i don't like winter that i have confirmed this year being away from the winter uh i'm definitely have a goal set to not be in canadian winters anymore so that's a little bit about me i mean who doesn't love to travel and i'm just so grateful to have been able to go for the last three months yeah, that's pretty sweet. So uh, what got you into coaching? What got you into, uh, where where did you start this journey? Yeah, so I, as I kind of touched on, I started like seven years ago on my own fitness journey. Um, I was um, a little heavier set, like nothing too crazy. But when I was younger, I came out of a lot of just like stressful situations at home, actually left home at 15 and did a little couch surfing before I ended up here in um, Edmonton, Alberta with my aunt who gave me a place which was really great and then I went on to graduate and do those things but coming out of high school I just felt really unhappy with my body um, or just in the tail end it was like right around when I was grad dress shopping <laughs> and then you know, so trying to undress it you start you know looking at yourself and feeling sort of ways so that was right when I started is just really kind of cleaning up my diet I didn't know what I was doing um, I went to the good life and got a gym membership because that's what my friends were doing. So that's what I went and did. And, and it kind of started there because I came off of being like super active in sports um, to just, just being in a totally different position where I was now graduated. I wasn't playing sports anymore and felt like I'd put on a little bit of weight. So um, first few years were just kind of figuring it all out and enjoying you know, the process of that, um, I really did fall in love with working out as cliche as it is to say, I did fall in love with the journey. <laughs> um, because it came and became such a natural transition from 
sports over to working out. It was just something I did consistently. And because I became so consistent in it, I reaped amazing benefits. I lost 40 pounds um, and was incredibly happy with my body. I was like, damn. And I didn't even know what a macro was at this time yet. So I just started like, you know, focusing on a little bit more of my portion sizes, not always going for a second plate and, and filling up on veggies and having some protein. Um, and so it's just a really nice gradual progression. And then I was actually trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life, <laughs> as we all do in our young 20s and our, right out of school. Um, and I was never one of those people that was like, this is what I want to do. I'm going right out of school. I'm going into this. Um, before I actually became an online fitness coach, I wanted to be um, a psych nurse. <laughs> really happy I actually didn't go down that direction because um, I don't think that that was my calling. I just was very interested in the psychology of people and I still am, which is something I think that's fun with the coaching aspect because you see a lot of that as well. Um, but uh, just with that all being said, it's pre-COVID was getting certified. I figured out that let's try training because I was actually helping out a few friends already and had a couple trainers at a few gyms asking me like, are you training or like, what's your deal? And I thought, let's just try it. Let's go get certified. And I did. And then the whole world shut down. <laughs> um, so I actually ended up going online and um, it was perfect timing because we were shut down and that's all I had to focus on, all I had to do. And, and I've been building my business and my brand and my, everything since. <laughs> so, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Go uh, If you were to go back in time, if you were to like have a very like supportive but stern talk with your younger self, where do you think, what would be like the one or two tips that you would just be like, okay, I know that you're stubborn right now. Like for myself, <laughs> I look back and I'm like, stop being so stubborn. You have to listen. And yeah. you have to get your head out of your ass because it's so far up there is looking out your mouth. That was mm. my internal dialogue. If I could go back in time. Okay. Um, so just advice for my younger self, essentially, mm -hmm. like in general. Oh, so I feel like mine would be way different because just coming out of a little bit of a younger, uh, rougher childhood when I was younger, mm -hmm. I felt like the advice that I would have needed to hear was like things get better. Um, like if I was, I was talking actually to Jeff just after we came home from our trip and I was like, man, if I talked to myself when I was 15 years old and I just told her I got back from three months of traveling, I run a six figure business and I'm living with the love of my life and we're having big plans this year. I'm like, I would shit myself. <laughs> so I think like the biggest advice I would give her just like from my personal experience would be like things get better and like you know, it can be really tough. We go through those rough patches and we feel like there's no light at the end of the tunnel, but like there always is. So just kind of keep your chin up. And um, yeah, that's that's the advice I would give because I felt like I was very open and susceptible to people's advice. Like I just mm -hmm. was like, I knew that life had to be better than the life I'd been living previously. So anything anyone was willing to tell me, I was like, you know, like give me something. Uh, so I think that's the best advice I would give like going back. That's pretty cool. So were you, yeah. pre you were pretty much, you were fairly independent for most of your life then? Definitely. Yeah. I was, uh, the, I was, um, I have two siblings. My older brother was special is special needs, not was, is. So I was the second and naturally became the oldest because my oldest was special needs and, and that's just kind of the, the fall of things. It became 
kind of the oldest personality wise of two younger brothers I feel like they're my younger brothers even though my older brother is technically older uh and so I really did have a huge part in raising them and like I said I, I mentioned I, I lived left home at 15 and ended up coming up to Edmonton so everything really felt like it was on my shoulders like I was like I wasn't going to be a, a dropout I didn't want to get pregnant and kind of be I was from a small town and that was kind of the story of you know that a lot of people followed so I was very independent because I was like I didn't want to do that and I, I wanted to become you know something so <laughs> yeah very independent from a young age making shit happen um like I didn't even have a, a driver's license when I came up here and within three months of coming up to Edmonton like I had a job a driver's license my passport was in the mail and I was like that I was in, in, in school in my graduating year so that's awesome so yeah. when you were when you uh when you really found yourself in the gym was there uh was it deeper than just like nothing a grad dress was there was there more to it mm -hmm. that you really wanted out of it than what we would what it would be like we go into the gym to look good so if I went into the gym and I'm like I want to look good but there's always an underlying yeah. kind of component there's an underlying intention uh did you have any of those by any chance well, I think it definitely started with like, like I was like, you know, I think a lot of women specifically, I see this very often as well with girls that come into my program. We do start with a little bit of like, I don't want to say hatred for yourself. Like that might not be the right word, but it was a little bit of like you, you're at the point where you're like, I need to fucking change. Um, So definitely would say it started off with a little bit of, of that, like, yeah, I just want to look better. I just want to lose a little bit of weight. But very quickly over time, uh, over that like short period of time, it became a lot more than that. I started to feel really at home at the gym. It was a place that I went to after work when I had a shitty fucking day and I was stressed out. Like it very became, very much became like that place that I could go that I always felt good after. And I always like was able to go in there, turn my music on and kind of release whatever had gone on the day. So initially those first few months was very like I just want to look good <laughs> and then it, it came it became and is now definitely that like definitely something I need on a regular basis because of how it makes you feel nice how do you pivot the I ask a lot of questions obviously but how do you pivot the um so the clients come in they understand that they want change they don't know how to change but they're resistant to it right they're a little bit like mm -hmm. unsure how do you reframe that? How do you bring them into uh, your world and show them that the stories that they're telling themselves are not 100% accurate? It's not very accurate. They could be like half-truths. Okay, give me like an example. Are you talking like maybe someone has like beliefs about a way that they're yep. doing things or beliefs about themselves or? M mostly the, the beliefs around the process themselves. Maybe they perhaps they don't feel deserving of a healthier mm. body. Okay. So what do you think? How would you go about that? If someone didn't believe that they had the, they were deserving of like a better life. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's, that's tough, right? Cause that's, that's definitely dealing with people's like mindset more than anything. Um, and like, how, if I were, if I were to have that, like come in, I think I would just, what I have done in the past is spent a lot of time with that person in terms of breaking down really why they believe that like a belief about that comes from somewhere in your childhood and you have trauma from that like that doesn't just happen you don't just believe that about yourself 
um, if I were to speak a little bit like more from personal experience, like meaning like there was times in my life coming out of my childhood where just didn't have a lot of support from my parents. Where I also felt like I didn't, I wasn't very worthy or I wasn't able, like I wasn't going to accomplish even, even some of the mm -hmm. things I have already accomplished, like that self-worth issues. We would work a lot on terms of mindset of like exactly what I said, like, why do you really believe that? Like get to that root of that and then really ask like, are you sure that you really do believe that? Or is that someone else's voice that has maybe been put into your head and really breaking down that so we can also start to create some foundations um, that are a little bit stronger because truthfully, if you are coming into a program where you don't believe you're worthy of your results or worthy of success, like you won't get them because like our brain does work on that reticulator, reticulating activating system where whatever you tell it, it will go out to make um, you know, situations and things appear as if they were true. So if you're like, I'm not worthy, like I'm not going to get good results in your first week when you don't maybe get crazy results because it's your first freaking week, you're going to be like, see, I knew it. Like this, you know, was tough. I was never, it was, it was never, it was never for me. And I'm, you're going to give up. And we've definitely seen that um, in our program. Actually, it's, it, it depends on the personality too with this question because we did have one girl where, you know, she unfortunately, she did really good, really good, got great results. Unfortunately, went to the doctor in the middle of the day and they weighed you. And so her, mm. the scale was five pounds up and she totally freaked out and actually left the program. She messaged me. She said, I can't do this. This is too hard. I'm right back up to where I was, yada, yada, yada. I'm out and totally ghosted me. So with someone like that, it's really tough when you're not reachable. Like you have to be susceptible, maybe you don't believe you're worth it, but you do have to be susceptible to like figuring out why that's true and how to shift that belief. Because with someone that has a wall up that large, <laughs> there was nothing you could really do, you know? Um, and it was an unfortunate situation because had we been able to talk, we would have talked about how weighing yourself in the middle of the day is not the right move. <laughs> um, uh, and, and yeah, so does that answer your question? Does that make sense? Yeah, that was, was good. Winded. Yeah. I'll, I'll actually piggyback off that one too. So, because uh, the scale, the scale is a thing that is always coming up, right? And I, yeah. always, I always talk to my clients about how the scale doesn't have any morality to it. It is neither good nor bad. Totally, You're just telling it yeah. what you want it to think. And yeah, so, absolutely. That's good. Yeah, and it's well, it's, and it's interesting because it's so simple to it's so simple to work ourselves up. And I find where if we just stand on a scale and the scale is like the most popular thing, but if we stand on the yeah. scale, it's just a metric. It's just a data point to yep. understand yep. Uh, the day before or the week on an average. And yeah. the thing that's really like, the thing that's really tough that I've experienced is when the client's crushing it and doing well, but they see the scale and then it, it may not be moving as quick or it may have gone up or in the same cases your lady it may have gone up because it was in the middle of the day which yeah <laughs> brutal yeah totally so brutal but uh yeah. and so i i think it's really i think it's really important to really emphasize like hey the scale is not the most important thing because the scale weight and your body weight and your muscle weight and your water weight and there's and, so many components and, yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. like, and your stress levels, it all like plays a role in uh, the, the, the weight itself. And so I, that's something I really reference and I'm like, the scale does not give a shit and it's just a number. Don't put so more importance on there. it. 
Go for I it. I have a question for you, if I can. Yeah, of course. Um, I would, I would love to hear from you how you potentially. So I love the morality um, example in terms of the scale. I think that's great. But how do you work with your clients that? Because there's always clients. You can explain that, but there's always that, those clients that have this emotion attached to the scale. So how do you help your clients in terms of releasing that emotion and actually stepping into the reality of it, just being data? Well, I get them to, <clears throat> I recommend reframing it entirely uh, or eliminating the, or I like to say, reject the thoughts that don't support the outcome you desire. Mm, that's really good. Like so that. it's it's a little bit less about the scale, but it's like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, the scale is the end all be all, or the scale is the data point. It's about, so I teach my clients to look at it from an objective point of view where these are the two trajectories, which one is more likely to support the outcome? Okay, it's a data mm. point, then progress. So I think, because yeah. I like to make it so that it's a conscious decision that they're making, so it empowers mm -hmm. them. And then they're more likely to continue on because it has feel goods and everything like that. So I, I try to yeah. switch it from like, uh, like going from the micro to a macro. It's and, and mm -hmm. that's another thing I say as well, because I get my clients to weigh themselves every day and just do a weekly mm -hmm. average. And I just make sure I emphasize that it's just a number. It's going to go up. It's going to mm -hmm. go down. That's normal. And it's not going to be like, if we're working together for the next 365 days, you're not taking 365 measurements. You're only taking 52 because then we're going to get the mm -hmm. more accurate version of the number. Absolutely. And I think that that's, that's really great. Um, and I like, you know, I think there's a double-edged sword, sword with getting people to weigh themselves every day, because I think eventually over time, the people are like, oh, yeah, I weigh myself. Like last week, I was like 153 and now I'm 150, you know, and seeing it go up and up and down every day is really, really great. Because I think that without that realization, like, because I think there is enough people and I, maybe I could be wrong, but I feel like there are enough people that do talk in the same terms that we talk and, you know, stress affects it. Oh, maybe you had too many, you had a lot of carbs the day before and now it's up or maybe you haven't gone to the bathroom or you're weighing something in the middle of the day, which I hope not most people are. Um, but I think that just kind of that time and that practice over a period of time is what actually also allows people to be able to step away from that emotion because once you're actually able to see it enough you're like okay it's no big deal yeah. versus I find a lot of women get stuck in that scale of or that um that scale but a lot in, in that pattern of like they said they started a diet but they're only weighing themselves once a week so like last week they were down but this week you know maybe it was the week for their period so like they're the same weight or a little bit up and they're freaking out they don't really realize how many ups and downs they had and I actually released a really good example in my story about that. And I was showing a, a, a my client, same sort of thing, where it's like her whole entire journey up and down, up and down, up and down. But when you look at the past year, it's like the scale is down 17 pounds. Um, and I, and that's, that's what I love too, about, like you said, that, that period, the, the data tracked over time, which is really what tells the story. I think uh, there's something, another thing that people don't realize too, is that they get become desensitized to the process of it entirely. Yeah. So I, I always say like, it only sucks right now. It doesn't suck forever. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. And yeah. I, I kind of think of it like it's, and it's, it's a way to finding. So the intention for my program is to find the point point where it's like a homeostasis or a maintenance. So they don't need, mm -hmm. they need to track to learn and to visually see things. Yeah. It's super important. Yeah. yeah. Like whether it be food or whether it be your weight, like those are all things that are important. 
Um, and I like that because I think, you know, there was something that a question I was asked a lot, like with this traveling, which is like a lot of my clients specifically, you know, being like, well, how did you do it? Like, how did you eat out? How did you not track your food? So I was away for the last three months and uh, I didn't track my food, <laughs> mostly because in Mexico, a lot of plates or a lot of the food actually doesn't have nutritional guidance on it, which I thought was really odd. Um, and then also to the food is so different that you're eating out a lot. And I think that's something important to know is exactly what you said. I was like, well, number one, I have been tracking for, you know, the better part of four to five years. <laughs> so um, I have a lot of that, it, like, it, like information in just terms of portions and in terms of, I think, to not only portions, but learning to listen to your body. I think your body is a really good indicator of how much you do and need and do not need. And that a lot of this diet culture has messed us up in terms of how like we don't we don't listen to our body we lose hunger cues or oh. we give into those hunger cues we emotionally there's so much i'll, I'll actually i'll actually go further back i don't i think it's it goes further back than diet culture i think it goes back mm -hmm. to our parentage like our parents are the ones that's, that so as children yes. as children we understand <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. so as children we know yeah. like I've heard so many times where kids are like, I'm full. I don't want to eat anymore. Well, oh. you better eat. You're not going to grow up to be big and strong. So yeah, we actually, totally. We, we teach young kids to not listen to their hunger. You're so right. Yeah. So yeah. it's not, I don't or, actually think, I don't even think it's, it would be diet culture. I don't think it's societally. That. It's just our, our parents Touché. learning from our parents <laughs> and not learning anything It's so new. true. Yeah. yeah, no, that's so true. We could go down such a rabbit hole on that. And that's, I 100% agree and think totally bypass that because it's, yeah, you're not going to be bringing strong or, or also it's rude to not finish your plate or like that's mm. often guilt I hear from women too. It's like whether you're at a restaurant or where you're at your friends, it's like, yeah, it's rude not to finish your plate. It's rude not to go for seconds or it's rude not to take what you're offered. I think it goes just further than food too when you think about like making your children give hugs and kisses to the people in the family that they don't want to or they feel <laughs> uncomfortable to or, you know we could go down that whole thing yeah. as well um but yeah it's a really really good point there and uh i like that you touched on that thank you uh kendra actually blew my well, we were out for a date night and uh she blew my mind with this one uh and it was and had to really think back but when we're born we start as a clean slate we are the mm -hmm. within moments of birth we learn how to breathe. We learn mm -hmm. how to drink. We learn how to consume everything. So this is something I tell my clients as well is the good thing about knowing how far back we've learned things. It means that it's possible to learn something new. Mm -hmm. You don't need to keep on continuing the same behaviors over and over and over again, hoping for a different result when we can just learn the new behaviors. So I think it's because yeah. I find as people, as we age, uh, and unless we have the, unless we have like the, the thought of, okay, I'm going to be pretty open-minded rather than closed-minded, closed -minded, yeah. the closed-minded peeps will shut down the input. So their antennas are down. There's no input, which means no extra, no new output. It's just recycling yeah. the same information. Just have it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, I think when peeps like open up that, open up their mind, they're like, they're ready and willing to change. Cause that's the only, that's the only factor that I found with myself and for my clients as well is whether or not they actually want to change. If they're resistant to the change yeah. or the, the kind mm -hmm. of visual is like, if a client is shaking the doorknob, 
yeah. to, trying to make it work, but they're not twisting the doorknob and pulling. <laughs> yeah. They're shaking it though. Yeah. They're not twisting and yeah. pulling. Yeah. So it's the change. Yeah. So I think it's pretty interesting. Uh, how, how have you seen, um, what do you think was, has been one of the biggest uh, perspective shifts uh, working with you? What's been a perspective shift that one of your clients has taken that's been shifted that's been like, wow, like you were very impressed by it? In terms of just like their journey? Yeah, I guess like the overall, like when they came in, they were just like the underdog. So the one that's like, oh, this, this person is really wanting to change. They struggle at first, but then they just turned it around. It's like, holy shit. Um, well, there's a couple, it's interesting that you asked that because it kind of depends on the story. Like, I feel like, you know, I could talk about a couple different ones for a couple different reasons <laughs> in just terms of like, uh, of, because I think everyone has their own story and their own journey. Like, you know, one client that comes to mind in particular is, um, you know, she was, she came to me about seven or eight months out of her wedding. Um, and I think that this is a mm. good one to share because for women specifically, you know, we have weddings and I mean, men do too, but I mean like the, the pressure to look and feel, and especially for the pressure they have on themselves, but then you got the photos and the, all the money that's invested. A lot of times it can feel like, an expense to invest in yourself to feel that best like we'll do the hair we'll do the nails we'll do the makeup but like investing into a coach or like kind of getting the answers maybe so like why you don't have the body that you want to have feels like an expense that's like not reasonable so like I, I like her story because you know she kind of came to that realization right before joining with me that it's like I do invest in my hair I do invest in my nails I do buy these clothes and this only ever gives me temporary happiness like I'll buy the $50 PDF program but then I'm left at the gym and I have no one to ask if I don't have this equipment like I don't have the support I don't have you know the accountability to be like is this working for me and so it was like that mindset shift for her that I really like because it was like she came from a place of like she thought she couldn't eat Oreos. She thought if she enjoyed, if she had a, a coach, that they would restrict her from this food and that she would have to do burpees for every extra or, you know, like that sort of. And then, um, like I said, coming to me seven, eight months out of her, her, her wedding, it was like flipping the switch of like, I'm worth the investment on on this so I can show up to my wedding day feeling the best I've ever felt. And like, I can find a, a coach and find that balance between, you know, enjoying the foods that I do want to enjoy and, and incorporating foods that I do need to. So I, I really like that because I think that that mindset shift of realizing, especially for women, and, and I put, put the heart on this because of how much money as a high maintenance woman, I will be honest, I could never live in Mexico because I'm too bougie. <laughs> I couldn't find my skincare. My injectionist isn't there. Like, it just doesn't work for me. I love Mexico. I'm going back. Don't get me wrong. But as a high maintenance woman, um, it's like we spend so much money on this like outer appearance. It's like, I think it's so important to flip the switch and realize that like your gut health, your hormones, you know your 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 weight whatever you want it to be or even where you know where you're happiest regardless of the weight is also something that you should really consider as a necessary expense if you want to use the word expense or necessary investment because you know you're going to be able to get your hair done you're going to be able to get your nails done but those things aren't going to make you feel as good as feeling 
make decisions that make you feel good about your body do in the long run because those are just temporary patches um so that's a really good one to share because <laughs> like that it. mindset switch. yeah um yeah and then another I think really good one is is one of my long longest term clients she came to me when I first started my my business and so she's seen so much growth of the business which is super exciting but she has a little bit of um I believe a learning disability um it's it's nothing that's ever hindered her but just like you know I've I've seen her come from over 200 pounds and like trying kind of the uh what are those like dvd videos like with uh like Jenny Craig like that sorts of stuff to like totally turning it around with the program and having a hundred percent freedom in her food, like just realizing that, you know, it just really takes these simple steps. She's really overcomplicating it, working in McDonald's and, and going from a crew member to in McDonald's to a manager, like just seeing her totally turn around her whole perspective and losing over 40 pounds doing it. Um, and I just think she has a beautiful story because she's kind of overcome a lot of those other personal things that I, I probably shouldn't shouldn't go into too into depth that I don't think a lot of people maybe see just from like oh she lost 40 pounds like 10 inches mm -hmm. and stuff like that so yeah mm. uh how, how big of a support system or how important do you believe having a coach is I think I kind of know where your answer is going to be on this one because I think it's pretty <laughs> I think coaches have coaches for a reason yeah like I think like you know, when I think about like, this is, this is what I think, honestly, like it depends, I think what you're trying to achieve because, you know, my 40 pounds down story, I lost 40 pounds over two years, like nothing quick by any means, but I was figuring it all out. Right. Like all on my own, like I was doing the, like, you know, find the Pinterest workouts, and, you know, do the thing. Like that's what I was doing. And don't get me wrong. I think that can get you somewhere. It can get you, if you have, you know, the um, accountability to yourself. And that was something that like, I, I have as a personality trait. So like that worked out for me for that period of time. Like, that's why I was able to get 40 pounds down. But I would say on the latter of my other part of my fitness journey, specifically, I wouldn't necessarily be able to, you know, get where I have been today, having never had a coach. Um, there's so much, you can learn so much from anywhere online and from people you follow. And yes, yes, yes. But I think that that like seriously one-to-one -one, uh, perspective where someone's invested in you and invested in what your goals are provides so much more value than like, you know, you trying every PDF workout that you see from your favorite influencer or following, you know, what you think could be good macros and calories because that's all you know, right? Um, so I think it depends on what you're wanting to achieve and the time you're wanting to achieve it because all great coaches have coaches and that's a fact, um, you know, and there's, it's not about having a coach forever. It's about, like I said, what are you trying to achieve in one amount of time? Um, because I've gone through both phases. I started off no coach, had lots of coaches. I was on a break with the, with the traveling that we've been doing. And now again, I'm starting up a new program for business um, in February and I've committed to, you know, a, a cut here as well. So Sweet. Yeah, I think they're very high value. <laughs> I think, you know, there's so many things like you're going to learn that just, it's like rather than throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping that it sticks, it's like give your trust into someone for their 5, 10, 15, however many years of experience. It's going to take all of that spaghetti throwing like out of the, out of the equation. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. For, for myself, I noticed because 
I noticed a huge difference in just overall trajectory, just from various coaches I've had. And I try to have a different, yeah. like, I'm trying to make it really specific with coaches. Cause I really want, like, I'm going to be working with my, with on writing. So I'm working nice. with, a, in a program, just like a 14 day startup where it's just working on writing. And that's just a right. skill that I want to develop. And I think uh, by being able, although I know that I am resourceful enough to learn it on my own, uh, I could tell the difference between the speed of implementing by myself and doing all the research, which I totally don't mind. Like I enjoy putting yeah, the time onto totally YouTube. Do. Yeah, yeah. But having the coach is completely different because it's just so much quicker. And I think yeah. something something I think is cool is like I, I try to find a coach that's already accomplished the things that I want to accomplish, and then learn exactly. from that person. And I yeah. think at least from a mental, like mental kind of component whatever someone else has accomplished, anyone else can accomplish as well from a mental aspect. 100%. Yeah, that was, that's a hundred percent true. I think that is super, like, there's, you can't really argue with that at all, because if you look at anyone that's ever been successful, I think that's the biggest difference between maybe where you are and where you want to be is just time and consistency and doing, you know, like, even when we were at the event in December, it's like, that was kind of the biggest message I took across from all the speakers was everyone just kept trying things and doing things. And eventually, you know, 10, 20 years, it's like, it all worked out. You know, you can yeah. put your head, to, your head to the grind so long enough and something's going to come out of it. Um, but totally, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of guesswork that's taken out of it. And it's like, you know, coaches specifically, it's like, I don't know why people get shy around investing into that. Like, there's obvious things like obviously to make sure you're not getting scammed and you know yes you're investing to someone of actually you want to be because I was a part of a program at one point where I didn't know at the time so it is it is what it is but there in, in, in that term of that program I realized eventually that the people that I was learning from I was like I don't want to be like any of you <laughs> you know so now even though this program did help me for that period of time at this moment in time now going forward it's like I don't I I don't feel like I'm going to continue to learn because it's where any of you are and multiple coaches in that program I don't want to emulate or be like any of you lifestyle business personal anything um but what I'm going and to finish that thought and, and being scared of investing in coaches is like we invest in school we'll spend 40 50 70 thousand dollars to go to U of A and come out of that with debt and an education that doesn't really mean as much as what it used to mean I'm going to tread lightly on those words <laughs> um that used to be the thing right you go you gotta go get a university education education you're not going to get hired if you don't well I know more friends with the university education that are sitting around doing the same job they've been doing all through university because they can't get a job in their field so we're willing to invest to go to school so like what's the difference like it's just more of a one-to-one -one or maybe a group aspect with someone that's a coach online whether it be a mentor or a fitness coach or whatever totally i think it's uh, well i think i think it's because going with the the idea between investing in a coach and investing in school or just donating mm -hmm. money i don't know it could be could be one of the two could be investing yeah. could be just <laughs> donations uh because I have a very similar perspective as well. And <clears throat> I find that because it, it, it's only the it's only the, the narrative that we just believe in that going to school is just a better investment. So it's okay to spend mm -hmm. stupid amounts of money. Like it, it's it's interesting. Yeah. Like an 18 year old That's what we've been like, told. <laughs> yeah. Like 200 k yeah. 18 year olds can get a 200 k mm -hmm. credit to go to school, but they wouldn't be able to do that for a business. And mm -hmm. and 
I, I, I honestly think uh, the people that invest in coaches are just hiring are thinkers that are just hiring other thinkers. Mm-hmm. And society is designed for servitude and thinking is a threat. Yeah, and that's so funny that we've touched back on school and on that because going along the same tune of what we were talking about before, you're saying how, you know, our parents are, you know, also have a hand in teaching us not to listen to ourselves. School. School. You think why so many people have a hard time coming out of school? Because we're told to shut up, sit down. (laughs) We are not like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? We're not like, it's not accepted to like, find out what your interests are it's like it doesn't matter what your interests are this is the curriculum this is what we're learning and if you you know you get a pass you get a fail and that's that's that there's no like you know hey if you suck in school that's okay maybe this is just not your thing like this we need to try something else so um 100 thinking is I, I agree is i mean well, look look at what happened when we had that whole big thing here in canada with um you know the whole people driving out to Ottawa and then everyone's banks got shut down. Like those were people that were willing to put themselves out there. And it was, it was recommended very quickly, you know? <laughs> so not to go down that hole, but. Yeah. It, it's, it's craziness. Well, I think, I think school was school teaches us how to think, not what, or no teaches us what to think, not how to, to think. think. 100%. Why, and... why does every country have a different curriculum? Because they want, their people in their country to think a certain way <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely it's it's so crazy because it's then it, it's like if we took away if we took away the concepts it's it's kind of like we know that there's lines on the road when we're driving mm-hmm. and it's a choice to follow those lines it totally is yeah and i think it keeps everyone safe <laughs> it keeps everyone safe but it's not yeah. something that's like it's not like you're going to be running into a wall. And I think that we just have those barriers that are just like superficial, and it's just like mm-hmm. they could. We just continue listening to them, and then that's the only variable that really changes it. But I think that's going to be, I think that because there's more and more coaches, and what I was telling talking to you about before, where there's going to be more personality, there's going to be more personal, there's going to be more uh, individual and group connections yeah. just based around the, the people. Uh, and I yeah. think that that's going to draw more people because it's not going to be institutionalized, controlled, or uh, something from that kind of a scale. It's going to be very unique and personal based, which honestly, I think it'd be so cool if we had a school system where, uh, and I'm biased because I would have thrived in this one, but if there was <laughs> a school where you could like try uh, a variety of different things, I would have done so much better. Like I, we went camping not that long ago and uh, it was last summer and I played crib for the first time. Fun. Yeah. Never played it before, but I, yeah. but I was learning and I'm not that good at math. Like I'm really, <laughs> really bad at math or decent. Okay. I, I'm just practicing. But I know that if I learned crib when I was a kid, rather than just learning like the regular kind of routines and memorization of probably would have excelled I would have been a different way to learn the same thing yeah a hundred percent yeah still the same outcome but I think I don't know I think some peeps just just gotta dabble into that so what do you got coming up for in the future where do you where do you want things to go what do you want how do you want to change the world Kenzie (laughs) we want to change the world I think just going to the same tune of what I was talking about is like showing people how like fitness can like fit can fit into their life 
I do think as a society overall, we're very underactive and um, not as healthy as we could be. And I think that that's just because of, you know, we have also a big shutdown with COVID and that completely changed the world with the amount of activity that we do. So really showing how fitness can fit into your life in terms of like being a stronger and happier, healthier woman and, and realizing that it doesn't have to come at the cost of not being able to spend time with your family or not being able to go on date nights and, and girls nights for drinks and stuff like that. Um, I would say that that's, that's the impact that I want to have on specifically women. I work with women. I keep bringing up. I think men are great, but if you're, you know, wanting that, then I'll hook you up with my boyfriend <laughs> um, because he will help you out. Because uh, I, I, I just see a great, like whole in, in that specifically for, for women with just not you know we're never really taught to think about ourselves or put ourselves at the top of our to-do list and to show more women that it's absolutely okay to do that and almost necessary um they will be better women for it is it's really how i want to impact the, the world and um what's next meaning in terms of business in terms of life or what life why not life um well uh, i kind of put business in there too (laughs) business okay well starting a new business program next week which i'm really excited for um so last uh, year at the end of the year i put out some feelers for um potentially an assistant coach and that's going to be happening very very soon which i'm excited for so graceful games is going to be growing by another um community member of an employee so i'm excited for that and uh um, much like you, I'm going to be starting a podcast. Jeff and I are actually wanting to start one together. We've started a YouTube. Um, and uh, we're honestly looking to leave Edmonton. I'm not going to say where or when, but that is honestly the big life thing happening this year for Jeff and I as a couple. Um, we did tons of traveling and that opened our eyes very wild, wildly, wi- widely, widely. <laughs> um, and so I think the biggest biggest thing that's happening is noise nose to the grind getting through this program learning and growing and continuing because um last few months haven't been doing that been other life experiences amazing but definitely like itching for that growth and itching for that um yeah that learning side of things again and then making our way out of here so that's what's coming that's what's next that'd be cool kendra and i's main kind of goal that we're working towards is a camper van we want to do camper because cool. we want to bring yeah. we want to bring the animals with us the animals yeah and you're gonna go sort of to travel yeah so everything's online so we'll just like we're, we'll just get go a freaking sweet camper van and just go wherever love that i've yeah. seen lots of videos of that um i mentioned to you and bougie <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm high maintenance i like i know that jeff and i jeff is too so i know that uh, neither of us like we could do that for, i'd love that for you i think that's going to be really amazing <laughs> You guys definitely have a little bit more personalities for that. Um, I think like this compared to Jeff and I, where we're very like, we're big people too. Jeff, like in a camper van, I, don't, I would get, this thousand square foot apartment is not big enough for us. So I think being in a 500 square foot van, we would be at each other. Um, but Maybe. that's super cool. I love that. Yeah. You'll have to let me know where you guys end up going. Um, probably also going to be better, like in terms of expenses compared to the traveling that totally. we just did um because yeah like flights accommodations like oh my god so um probably making the right move and you can bring your animals which is amazing because I brought uh I didn't bring sorry I brought my plants to my um aunt's house and 
that was hard for me. Okay. I'm a plant mom and, and I'm never trusting anyone with my plants again. <laughs> Let's leave it there. <laughs> so I'm glad that you bring your animals because yeah. Yeah. I don't think I could leave animals for three months. That'd be really hard. <laughs> we, when we went to, when we went to Ireland, Scotland and Amsterdam, it was probably about a, like six weeks or so, uh, a little bit less mm-hmm. than that, four, four to six weeks, something like that. So when we got back, the animals were just like, ah, just all over. Yeah, us. they missed too. Yeah, yeah. We want a cat too. So, um, but we're waiting for wherever we end up because, like exactly what you said, once you have, well, how many animals you got? Two, three, 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 two, two cats, two cats, and one dog. Dog, nice. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I can't wait to get a cat. I love cats. Nice. But, Little uh, maintenance. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I think cats can be high maintenance too. Like you got the hair and the pee litter and all that stuff. They're but yeah, they're I guess personalities. I, I would say that they're high maintenance and like the not in the actual taking care of. They're pretty uh or at least yeah, at least our cats are pretty pretty chill. They can handle themselves. They're high maintenance yeah. when it comes to attention. Yeah, yeah. Dogs are just high maintenance (laughs) on a duty to duty thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Bless your soul for going out in these cold days and walking your animals because (laughs) yeah, I I don't know. I find if the cold don't mind me, I don't mind the cold or if I don't mind the cold, the cold don't mind me. So it's, it's pretty good. good. Everything is also like super close. So I don't really, I don't really need to be too concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Exciting. Are you, uh, for your for your coaching program how long is that one what do you did you are you going from one coaching program to another coaching program uh business. so uh, business yeah no I'm not in any fitness coaching right now uh I ended with my coach in October um because we were traveling and then just didn't renew um and I actually feel really good and really aligned with like my fitness goals and like my direction the plan I've set for myself I'm uh, just ha- cutting like into uh, Las Vegas. We're going to EDC. So I'm excited for that. So that's all good. But business wise, no, uh, I was in a program till April last year. Um, and that was the one I was mentioning earlier in the podcast here that I just wasn't feeling aligned with. So finished with that. And then I joined um, IFCA in may started them did their 90 days and then actually was in a pause because um something that i really need to work on was when i first started my business and like i get lots of inquiries in the dms of like hey i just like you know went all in on my business like what's your biggest tips um and i think the biggest one is hire a mentor <laughs> mm. um but but i did do that and along with that i think some a skill that's really important to build up is like i had a mentor for the entire time that i was building my business and um, I was noticing within myself, and this doesn't happen to everyone, but I was noticing within myself that I was feeling like I was relying on, on the group community to help me, you know, move things forward. Like, you know, in terms of, oh, this client wants a refund, like, what do I do? Or like things like that. Mm-hmm. So I actually took a little hiatus after that 90 day program I did in the summertime to really lean into that and like step into like my CEO self and be like, okay, can't like, you got this girl. You've been doing this for freaking almost three years. Like, <laughs> you know what to do. You just need to trust your intuition. So no, I was uh, on a total pause of all programs and uh, I started two new ones in um, like this last like 
30 days, I started a mindset program and then I also am starting the business program. So I had a little break and it was, it was nice, but I'm ready to get kind of back into it. Cause I definitely grew that skill. Like I feel super confident in what I'm doing now. So it did exactly what I needed to do. <laughs> That's fantastic. I think that this year is going to be a, for the peeps that I've been chatting with, at least there's going to be a solid chunk of growth in the next year for sure. I think it's going to yeah. be very, very interesting. I'm just, so I'm just, that's why I'm just chatting with people now. Cause I'm like, I'm just going to chat with people now before they're all famous. Yeah. And then, well, then we'll chat and like, yeah, when we're famous and they'll be like, I remember when. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny that you bring growth up. I think that, um, I don't know if you're into choosing words for the year or themes for the year, yep. if anyone here listening is, but I am. And last year, actually, my word was growth. And this is why you have to get specific about <laughs> what you're asking for. Because I did get growth in a fuckload of ways that I was not, am I allowed to swear? Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> in a whole lot of ways, a whole lot of ways um, that I wasn't expecting. Very necessary, but um, uh, just wasn't expecting. So this year, at, um, I chose my word is abundance. So I'm hoping that, mm. you know, uh, abundance is, is growth is going to be in there. Of course, I feel like it kind of underlays, but um, abundance is the word for this year. So, yeah. That's pretty cool. For mine, it's uh, limitless. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I like that's it. why I called the podcast the Limitless Life Podcast. Oh, okay. There we go. So, yeah. Because it was actually kind of cool because it was not, it was my word last year too. So it's actually just a continuation of 2022, but Kendra, okay. Kendra never watched the movie limitless until the December <laughs> of 2021 or somewhere around there. And she's like, yeah. she was like really pumped up. She's like limitless. That's my, that's my, <laughs> word. so I actually stole that's her cute. word. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's yeah, a good so that's one. Your word. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. I feel like that that has similarities to abundance because like because of just I I mean maybe as in the ways that I'm using abundance like I'm just looking for ab abundance and everything in terms of wealth health you know relationships and self worth like everything right and I feel like limitless like that's great too and what you can accomplish and and wealth and health and all those things similar yeah. things too so it's super cool is her word limitless this year as well then yeah I guess uh, I think or so I think it is yeah. too yeah yeah I love that. I think, right yeah i think it's actually i think as long as the the word that you pick has good intentions then i think it's like if someone if someone chose a word like oh maliciousness yeah that's really what yeah. i bring to 2023 yeah like that's that no one's want, no one wants that that's no. ill intention that's horrible yeah but yeah so we're coming but, up yeah. to the top cool. of the hour and i got two questions cool. that i uh end the podcast with and sometimes i send it to people sometimes i don't i didn't i don't think i sent okay. it to you so it's going to be a fun one no <clears throat> no you <Ready>? didn't <laughs> yeah perfect so there's two the first one i'll set the scene you're on your deathbed there's people <laughs> that you love around you okay none of your content exists this podcast does not exist you're on your deathbed what is the final piece of advice you want people to take forward after your passing oh my god that's good you're not gonna give me any time to think about that um I think that I think oh my god it, without thinking about it too much it's kind of like get out of your own way uh I think that that is like a big thing that I've seen in myself 
I've seen my boyfriend, I've seen a lot of people. It's like we put these limits, speaking of limitless, limitations upon ourselves, um, whether it be like, I can't do this for X reason, or I can't lose the weight for this reason, I can't do, and it's like, I think we need to often like get out of our own way of like putting these limitations on ourselves. Like we are really able to accomplish whatever it is we set our mind to, um, as long as that's followed by action. And that is also about getting out of your own way. Like stop negotiating with yourself. Just, just say like, this is what you want to do. Go after it. Life is way too short to be sitting around and at a career that you don't want to be at and a, a situation that you're not happy in. So yeah, I think that that would be it. I don't know how much time you think about it, but that's something that always rings home for me is, is no fear. Like get out, get out of your own way. Like seriously, like it's, it's really a lot of us that ends up holding us back, right? So I absolutely agree. And before the final question, uh, what's your socials? Where should people find you? <laughs> so I mentioned at the beginning, but I'll jump again. So yeah, Kenzie.gracefit is uh, where you can find me. So pretty simple. I don't think I need to spell that out for people. Anywhere you want to find me, YouTube. I'm on YouTube. I started my YouTube. Um, that's that was my goal. And then there were like I, I told you earlier. Um, and then uh, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Mackenzie Grace. I don't I don't do Twitter. I don't know if people do Twitter. <laughs> but that's where you can find me. <laughs> cool. That's fantastic. And for the final question, mm-hmm. how would you define living a limitless life? limitless like I when I think when I hear that I think similar to the tune of what I just said is like kind of like going out like no fear right like women like really like there is no limit to anything you know like there's there's no limit to the amount of money you can make there's no limit to the amount of happiness you can experience there's also no limit to the amount of sadness you can go through and the pressure that you can feel like how would you live a limitless life like I don't know, like maybe never stop half-assing shit. <laughs> like go, limitless is just going all in and doing like doing it, like just going for it. Like, you know, the, for a good example, I feel like is our three months traveled at the beginning of 2022 was like, let's go on a four day vacation and get away from our phones for our anniversary. And four days turned into three months. That's pretty limitless. <laughs> I completely I agree. That is awesome. Well, thank you very much, Kenzie. Uh, For those of you listening, if it's on podcasting, if it's on Apple, if it's on Spotify, be sure to like, subscribe, five-star review, leave your favorite takeaway in the comments. On YouTube, be sure to also like, also subscribe, turn on notifications so that you get act or you get an update anytime I post these videos and leave your comment once again below. And if you share it out to a friend, thank you very much. And ultimately share it out to your stories so that other people can get access to this. And I hope your day treats you as good as you look.
Thank you very much for tuning in today. Before you go, I would like to ask a small, small favor from you, and that would be to subscribe wherever you are listening to this. If it's on YouTube, subscribe on YouTube. If it's on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, click subscribe so you will get more of these podcast episodes. It would mean the world to me. I truly, truly appreciate it. And while you're at it, if you can share this episode with a friend, that would be amazing. Thank you very much, and I'll chat with you later.